Cushy Devis Mitifoki. Uh, in this podcast, we're going a little bit off topic, and I'm talking to my good friend and mentor, Bob Kumalo Lovell. Uh, Bob is one of the leaders of the Romani community here in New Zealand, and anyone who's followed my work will know that I've been involved in setting up a group in New Zealand called Aotearoa which is a portmanteau of Aotearoa and Romani, and so that's a group in New Zealand for people of Romani descent. Now, Bob is a Romani person, he's New Zealand born, and he's one of the few people who speak some of the old languages. Uh, in his case, Calais from Wales, and he's considered one of the last remaining first language speakers of the Calais Romani language. His father was a native speaker, and his father came out here from Wales, and so Bob has grown up with Romnipen or the, the culture and customs of the Romani, and he's very involved in Romani activism now. So it really was a pleasure to sit down and talk with Bob, and to hear some of the stories about Romani and his Romney pen. And in the coming weeks and months, we'll have more coming out, which highlights some of the Romani language that we're trying to preserve here in New Zealand. Welcome to the Carb Appropriate Podcast. I'm your host, Cliff Harvey. This song don't give a damn. If the rhymes don't fit with the DJ, quit. This song don't give a damn. You can't sing or dance to it, can't romance to it. This song ain't arrogant. If you don't try and buy it, or if your radio denies it, don't care about what, who got, what's cool on TV, or what spots hot, I forgot. I ain't mad at evolution, but I stand for revolution. Get up. Enough is enough. So, Bob, good to be chatting with you again. Um, I wanted to start off today by chatting a little bit about Romani as an ethnicity, because a lot of people assume that, you know, being gypsy is, is a lifestyle choice and it's generational, where if you, you know, start to travel, then you become gypsy and become Romani. But we obviously know that gypsy is... Romany and it can't be anything else but um, we can obviously talk about the Scottish and Irish travelers as well but um, it, it is obviously an ethnicity so did you want to describe a little bit about that from from your sort of perspective yeah sure um, the Romani or Romani Roma people um, originated in India there's that there's no argument with this it's pre-improved over and over and over um, and as for the tag gypsy, or the term gypsy, I should say, um, this happened when the first groups of Roma or Romani entered Europe. We don't know why our ancestors left India. There's, there's, there's lots of stories, there's lots of recordings and old writings by other people that it was something to do with... They were kind of like semi-slaves for um, invading armies. But I don't want to talk about that. Someone else can do that. Um, but as our people entered Europe, um, the the people that saw them thought that they were Egyptians. And 
you know, from, from the colour of their skin, their behaviour, the way they dressed, and probably the language they were speaking. They wouldn't, the European people wouldn't have understand that they were speaking a Hindi dialect that had slightly changed as Rom uh, left India in that area of the world. Um, and so Egyptian become gypsy and Gitano, Zigano, etc. And that's what it, it just, but there's another thing in this story too. Rom are also responsible for the term gypsy themselves because as they came into Europe, they, real, they must have realised that they needed some form of protection. So there's a story called the Bara Hockney, and that means a big lie. And the story goes like this, that you'd get this troop of, say, uh, 200, 300 uh, Romani come along, gypsies come along into a city or a town in Europe, just over the border from wherever, and they would claim that they were the kings and queens of Little Egypt, and that they were on a, uh, I can't think of the word, um, a religious... Uh, like a pilgrimage. Yeah, but to the Pope of Rome. Ah. And they carried with them a sealed letter that had a seal on it, wax seal, that was from the Pope of Rome. And they'd wave this in the townspeople's, off, you know, for for free arms, or whatever you call it. Um, there's a word for it, I can't say it. Pratik or Pratik or something. It meant they they were allowed to travel and stop there and get food and without right. being harassed. Yeah. Because the story went, the story was that the Baro Hockney, um, the little kings and queens of Little Egypt, that their country that they originated in had been invaded by Muslims, they'd been forced to become Muslims when they were Christians. After escaping to get back their Christianity and self-respect or whatever, I don't know. This is what the story was. It's also part of the reason why they're called gypsies. And as as for the kings and queens of Little Egypt, there is no place on this earth called Little Egypt. No. Did that refer to any sort of real place that you know of? Yes. Um, somewhere... In the Medi it must be the Mediterranean or that area, there is an island off the coast. I'm not absolutely sure, but there were Rom recorded being there in quite large numbers way back in like um, 12th century, and they called it Little Egypt. Huh. That's all I know about it. I, I, I've not really... Uh, read a lot about it or been able to find much about it but it's a fairly common um, it's fairly well known that story of the kings and queens of Little Egypt Yeah, they obviously made up that's why it's called the Baro Hockney the big lie because they had to have some form of protection yeah. and of course over the years more and more groups of them come several hundred at a time and of course by the time say a hundred years have gone by the, the local peoples in the countries in Europe that were passing through had enough of them. 
you know, and I'm not putting down my own people, but, you know, they, they, the, the local people, the Christians, they would have been mainly Catholic and all sorts of people, started noticing that these, these uh, Egyptians told fortunes and that. They were doing things that were like devil-like, you know, being mm. God of. So that's one of the reasons, I believe, why Romani have had so much racial hatred. Yeah. It's based around those early, very early times when yeah. they first entered other societies and that. And that's despite the the fact that Roman in Europe became very Christian and they yes, sort of took yes, up the, yes, of course. Yeah. The, the denomination of the country they, yeah. they ended up in. And yep, absolutely. So th- this was, we're going back about a thousand to fifteen hundred years, tenth, right? Tenth, ninth, tenth century. Okay, so we're looking at about a thousand years, yep. and and then yep. the Romani people spread throughout yep. Europe. Yeah, and so they're obviously in, in every country in Europe as well, as well as North yep. Africa and the Middle East yep. and all sorts. Yep, and then eventually wound up in the UK, UK, America, and, and your Romani heritage is is via England, and Wales, right? Yeah. Spain before that. I okay. know they were in Spain. Yeah. Um, and before that, they would have been on the mainland. Um, you know, when I say mainland, I say, I mean like Greece, yeah. further, you know, further back along the trail. I know they were in the Balkans because um, I took part in a hundred Romani, known Romani uh, male DNA um, project done in uh, Leicestershire University by Dr. Tui King. And our DNA has got a, a, a marker on it that, that only um, is carried by males in a direct male line. I'm not talking about um, ROM that have come from the maternal side only because that's different. But it doesn't make them any less, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so it showed up all these, all of us, Smiths, Boswells, Lovells, Lees, Stanleys, um, all, we're all like very, very close, you know, as blood relatives. Um, but it also showed a trail going back through the Balkans. And I've got second, third, fourth cousins, fifth, sixth, going all the way back along the trail. So it that part of it proves that... Um, proves all of that history. Yeah. There's no, no doubt about it. And I think you see that now with the, the increase in, in DNA testing that people oh, can do. absolutely, yeah. You can sort of yeah. see yeah. Where, where you're from of in course, Europe, yes. and then it spreads all the way yeah. back through to India. So you're, you, I don't know about your side, but I, I believe it probably is a maternal line. Yeah. So that means your DNA, your ROM DNA will be different to mine. Yeah. Now, I've got a cousin down in Cornwall, one of the smalls, when he had his DNA done, he thought it would be the same as mine, but it wasn't. Yeah. So that meant that somewhere back along his line, a gorger, a non-Romani, Gaji, and I don't mean that as a bad thing either, it's just a term like gypsy, yeah. um, uh, married one of his maternal ancestors. Yes, right. So his, his, and he was really upset. And I said to him, no, 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 you're as much wrong as I am. You know, don't, don't, please don't feel like that. And it took a while to 
for him to learn that too. Yeah. So there's all these, there's a male and female direct lines. Yours, yours is likely, I haven't seen your DNA results, and I'm not an expert on that at all, but it will probably be direct female, I would say. So that makes you the same as me. I'm direct on my male side. But we're rich, truly, we're posh to posh. We're half and half of something, you know. Yeah. And I I come across a lot of um, wrong uh, in the UK and other places who claim they're pure, 100% Roma. There's no such thing. Yeah. Because Rome and Roma had to marry out as soon as they left India, basically. So there's been mixed DNA and mixed blood the whole time. Yeah, and I think that when you look at the... Um, there's really good studies looking at the the genes associated with Romani people. Yes, yeah. And how the, the sort of quantities of those reduce yes, through the European spread. Oh, absolutely. So people yeah. in Eastern Europe, Roma, yeah. Roma in Eastern Europe are you know, have more of those Indian genes. Well, I wonder about that a bit because um, having, I've, I've travelled through Italy, I've met a lot of Roma there, um, and I could talk to them actually. Someone just come from Albania, crossed over the border, and we could speak to each other, and yeah. they are different Romans. And I wonder actually because when you look at a lot of people in Europe, non-Rom, they're dark. So if they married into a wrong <clears throat> family, the children would be, or they wouldn't become lighter. They would be just as dark as the ones before them. You, yeah. you with me? Yeah. So I think there is a bit of uh, this thing, I hear people saying, oh, Roma are much purer. Some of them will be, of course, but a large amount of them won't be any more purer than the Roman and, and Kale in the UK. Yeah, and, and I think as well that the that the idea of purity is kind of flawed anyway. Oh, of course. Because, you know, yeah. if someone has, you know, in New Zealand we'd say whakapapa, right? Yeah, of course. You're connected to your, your group. Yes. Um, I've had this debate with some people of European Roma extraction mm. who sort of say, well, you know, Romanich or Kale, they're not as Roma as European because they've been anglicised. Yeah, but they've 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 been um, they've been not oh, I can't think of the words to use. Say um, in Bulgaria, they've been Bulgarian sized. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Because by yeah. nature of being yeah. Romani, you're not even though you descend from Indian stock, yes. you're not Indian per se. No, you're, no, of course not. Like my grandmother, yeah. great grandparents, yeah. whatever, were English. Yeah. But they were Romanichal. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And so I think that's what a lot of people forget, is it's not about just being one thing. No, it we're isn't. all uh, an amalgam And, of and another important point, too, is about Roma and you spread right throughout Europe. They do retain some of the culture and the language a little bit more, probably, than those of us in Western countries, yeah. because they've been persecuted so much and they stay in small, more compact groups, where in a place like New Zealand, Aotearoa, we're very lucky because it's a real match match here of people uh, okay, we've got we've got the uh, the the original people, the Maori people, but all the migrants that have come here and made New Zealand their home, a real um, 
uh, mix of races and that, yeah. and colours and all sorts. So we don't tend, because of our uh, thinking and the way we behave, we don't have the same, well, I don't believe we do, have the same prejudices. Particularly against yeah. Romani people. Yeah. Yeah. And most people wouldn't even know. No, exactly. They might say to you, oh, I've had people say to me, oh, Bob, especially in summer, because I, I brown up real quick. You know, um, I've had people say to me, oh, Bob, you, you got a bit of the tar brush in your bro. <laughs> yeah. And they say, you got Maori in the family. And I'll say, oh, don't know about that, but um, they know there's something different. Yeah. See, when I look at you, for instance, Cliff, I can see that you're not, uh, you're not a white Kiwi. And, no. and I'm, when I use white, I mean like, um, how can I put it? I don't want to make it sound like it's a put down against the people, but uh, I would say white English. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's, I know that we've talked about this a lot in the past. It's, a, it's an interesting dynamic in New Zealand because we don't have a culture of traveling and the stopping places and no, those not, types of not, things. No, we don't. No. And, you know, ostensibly, say you or I would have had many advantages here by virtue of being born in New Zealand, by yep. being male and white and all those yes. things. So yep. we recognize that. Yep, yep. Um, but there are obviously historical things and there's also a lot, you know, that people don't realize is going on in Europe in particular where there's still endemic and systemic oh, persecution of Romani people. Yeah. And, to, you know... To be frank, they're probably one of the most persecuted peoples in history, oh, I believe, no doubt. I believe that. But also now, you know, 90% of Romani live at risk of abject poverty. Of course. Yeah. As compared to only 10% yep. of other people in Europe. Yep. That's why I think it's our job, if we can, to help change that. Yeah. But, you know, by act, doing activist work and that. But in a, in a good way, like... Um, I don't believe in violence and stuff like that, but getting we're getting away from the thing. Um, the question about if a person's supposedly real wrong or not, um, I've travelled England, the UK extensively twice and lived on the road twice, um, not with a horse and vado, horse and caravan. That, those days are gone, forget that. Anyone who says they're living like that full times and they're in um, uh, fantasy land. Um, the only people who try to travel around that like that, like that in the UK today, are new age travellers who aren't gypsy and who aren't Romani. They choose to uh, leave their society and become wanderers or whatever they like to call themselves. Mm. Um, I, I refer to them as new age travellers. A lot of people call them hippies, um, but that's kind of old stuff, you know. But a lot of uh, so-called rom or gypsies or travellers, now travellers is an interesting term too, because it first was started, it started to be used in the UK quite some time back by rom themselves, to get away from the slur of gypsy. Yeah. And the reason why that become a, a happened was 
the governments of Britain going away back, back to oh, 15th, 16th century, brought in what they called the Egyptians Act. Yeah. And so it was really the Gypsy Act, but they were still using the word Egyptian. In those days, for some time, I think it started up in Scotland, if, if a Romany was, was taken to court, he could choose a jury of Romany people. Hmm. They allowed that. They made that, uh, I don't know how long it went on for, but it was some time away back. So because he couldn't get the, whoever whoever these people were being taken to court for whatever, um, couldn't find enough relations in that, they would get gorgeous people. And uh -huh. they'd actually stain their skin with walnut juice <laughs> and dress them up like the Romany so they could have the number for, on their jury of pairs, you right, see? Yeah. That's where the word false Egyptians came in. Ah. And then out of that became the the false the false Egyptian Act, which became the Gypsy Acts. And by then you had all these other people on the roads who weren't Roma but were considered to be gypsies or Egyptians. Yeah. And it's just gone on and on and on from there. And those those people are mostly Irish and Scottish travellers, Parvinakin well, or Yes, not. yes, I think they probably were back then. There's a lot of intermarriage between Roman and traditional travellers. I say traditional or tinkers. Yeah. See, some people don't like the word tinker now, but I don't think it's it's a, a negative term. A tinker is someone who worked with metal. Yeah, that's that's how I see it. Yeah. Um, but they are referred to as gypsies too now. Yeah, or travellers. But in that whole this this and. That's caused so many problems because, for instance, in, in 99 I was in the UK and um, I can't remember what, what area it was, but there was, it was where uh, one of the ferries left the island. And there's a whole group of Irish travellers on a disused side of a motorway. They'd been there for months and months. The police had put big concrete blocks so they couldn't leave, and and so no more would come. They'd been there for months and months, and all the people in the local areas were jumping up and down about it. They should go back home. When they, originally they'd got to the ferry, and they weren't allowed on it. They got oh, sent right. back. So they weren't wanted where they were in England. Yeah. Um, and it, it become a pretty terrible situation because here you've got, uh, I don't know how many, a hundred of them, children and that, living in, in winter in, in modern-type caravans. Can't have been very nice. Um, they started throwing their human waste onto the motorway and plastic bags. <laughs> uh, I remember it well. Um, and I've seen the place and how they were. It was horrible. Um, now, the whole thing about that, every time you saw a story in the paper about it, people complaining, you know, it was a gypsy problem. Mm. And yet, those people weren't gypsies. Yeah. Like, per se, yeah. historically, yeah. they weren't gypsies. But it all... Uh, yeah. Um, the Scottish Irish travellers... Yeah, they were traditional travelling people. ...have sort of been yes. lumped under one lumped, banner yeah. because and, they're similar... Yeah. Um, 
I guess, ethnic prejudice against yes. the whole lot. Yeah. Yes, there is. Irish Narcans and, and uh, um, Irish Pavy and Scottish Narcans, traditional travellers, uh, I think it was about uh, recent times, uh, got recognised as an ethnic people, which they actually are. Yeah. But then you've got travellers who aren't any of them. They're people who I think are married into Rom families in recent times or maybe between the wars. There were a lot of homeless people. And I know per- firsthand of several Rom stopping sites, permanent sites, where they took gorgeous people in. Mm. And those people have now morphed into becoming travellers. So people would look at them and say, oh, gypsies. Yeah. And when they aren't. Yeah. Historically, gypsy only refers to the Romani people. And that's in there lies the problem. Yeah. That's, it becomes a slur. I don't think many Rom have a problem with the name gypsy or the term gypsy. No. Used in the historical sense. It wasn't meant as a racist slur. No. It was it was a misnomer. Or as a self-identification. Yeah, yeah. You know. it, it's only a slur now because um, uh, people who, who might go under the name of gypsy um, may cause a problem what, doing whatever they're doing. Um, and the people who are seeing these problems say, oh, it's those bloody gypsies again. Yeah. Sorry about that bloody bit, but yeah, um, that's okay. Uh, this is the problem, and until Rom, all Rom worldwide, Roma, Calarus, the whole lot, decide to unite as a people, as one people, with historical, we, we all come from the same tree, right? Mm, we yeah. might have been, we might have been a fruit on a different branch, but we're on this. We come from the same tree planted in the ground. That one tree. Yeah. And until we all say, okay, let's forget our differences and forget all this. I'm more wrong than you, and you're not, and you're Gajikan. Gajikan means um, some people would call us Gajikan. I've been called that by by a Roma in New Zealand. Yeah. Who come as a, a refugee. And I said, oh, I don't know about that. He said, oh, yeah, yeah, you, you know, you're a Gajika to us. And I said, uh, that, that that's sort of like a little bit of an insult, you know. I know my Fokker, but, you know, I know my Romney pen, Fokker Popper. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And he said, yes, yes, he said, but, but, but. And and we didn't have an argument about it, but by the time we'd finished talking, he understood. Yeah, that I hadn't really lost any more than he's lost. Yeah, it's just that he's more. It's more in his face. You gypsy. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your um, your father was the first of your line to come. Out to New Zealand. Yeah, nineteen right? forties after and, the Second World War. And he was Welsh. Yeah, yeah, he he was born on a, a stopping site, traditional stopping site, not a fence thing like they are today, um, called the Upper Race in Pontypool. I've been there twice, right? Um, in recent times, uh, nineteen twenty four, um, the family had several vados, um, 
and carts and lots of horses, and they've travelled all the way down to Cornwall and back, buying and selling horses. Yeah. Um, cutlery grinding, um, cherry passion, that's called, um, with my, my grandparents and such. Um, and, of course, there's lots of stopping places. Like, my grandfather was actually born while they were down in Cornwall and Devon. He was born in King Street, Plymouth. Right. Now, King Street, traditionally, if you go back through the old records, there were so many wrong families stopped there. So it was it was like on the edge of Plymouth, but it was fields and lanes and that. And okay. it was called King Street. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's all built up now. I've been there. But all the families were there. The Lees, the Boswells, the Smiths, um, you know. All of them. I wanted to ask you actually, and this is probably interesting for for people listening in who don't know much about, you know, the Romani people. You talk a lot about these common names: Boswell, Smith, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, Stanley, Lovell. Yeah. Um, they're obviously very English yeah. names. Yeah. Yeah. So, maybe um, explain to people a little bit why that well, occurred. They chose when. I, well, I mean, I I wasn't there, so I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Like you probably Lovell, more inside the most Lovell, the Kamameskros. We're called the Kamameskros. Cam means love or calm. Yeah. So there's the clue. Kamameskros means the lovely ones. Ah, uh, right. The friendly ones. Yeah. Warm ones. Uh-huh. You know, like... Um, and Kamalal... You, you say it a little bit different than me, but that's how that's Lovell and Romanus, where the Camel misgrows from the Camelot family. Right. Camelot or Camelot is, is it means uh, it's basically like saying uh, Com Cam is love, right? Cam is the sun, Com is love. So uh, Camel misgrows or Com. Comlowers or whatever, it it means like uh, nice, warm, uh, lovely people. Um, the Lees are called Purim. That's their name. Purim means onion in Romanus. Yeah. Now what they think is they got somehow or another got Purim, their original name, and it does mean onion. Why they were called onions, I don't know. So when they changed, they took Lee, but th- they thought that what they really meant was leek. Ah. So these are either transliterations yes, or yes. they took yeah, um, took yeah. names of their trade, like the yeah. Smiths. Yeah, and... the Coopers were the... Um, trying to think what they were. They were woodworkers. The Vish... Vish Something vicious like forest, yeah, or kosh, kosh de mingri. Ah, kosh is kosh is a stick, stick right? yeah, yeah. kosh de mingri, and that's one that yeah. came into English. Um, Boswell's, that's what the Saturn is, yeah, right? Boswell's is different, that's a, 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 a royal name, um, like uh, you know, upper class English, right. yeah, so forth. I, the, I can't remember. Um, the herons were called, uh, um, I'm trying to think of the word for duck, Papin, Papin, Papin which means the duck people. 
I don't know why that, and they took the name heron. It's a yeah. bird. Yeah. In water, a water bird. Yeah. So, it all all these English names they took um, referred back to something to do with the original name in Romanus. But see, there's also other stories like the Lovell supposedly saved a Lord Lovell. Ah, right. And very, uh, I think it was a battles going on between Catholics and Protestants in England. And they hid him, they disguised him. Ah. Um, and after he, it was all over and he was he didn't get killed, he granted them the use of his estate to stop there as a stopping place when they wanted to. And he also gave them the name, his name yeah. as protection. Well, you know, whether that's true or not. And so the, the narrative we often sort of hear, and I guess you can cast some light onto whether this is sort of true or apocryphal, is that the, the names were taken to sort of make the, the Romani understandable to the yes, English yes, and, and oh, to Smith. assimilate. Smith. And... They call him the Petalingros. Yeah. Peta, or Petal, is a horseshoe in Romanus. A smith. Ah. Blacksmith. I always thought that Petalingro was flower. Is it the same? No, 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 no. Petalingro's ah. a, a blacksmith. Right. And so they become the Smiths. Yeah. The Smith family. Yeah. Yeah. And so a lot of... One of the reasons, at least, that a lot of families took the English names was obviously to, to fit in, oh, to course, not be marked yeah. as yeah, yeah, Romany. Yeah. Because yeah. obviously with a lot of those laws that were enacted back in the day, there were, um, at various times... Well, at various times it was illegal to be Romany, right? Oh, cool. Oh, You'd get ha- hanged on site. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of Romani were sent to the, the colonies. That's right. Um, some yeah, were sent the to the Americas as slaves. The very yeah. early. You see, that's another thing. They were first, Rom, our ancestors, were first recorded in Scotland in the 13th century. Michael Fay, it's spelled F-A-A, um, and his troop of Egyptians were hired by the King of Scotland ah. to play music. It's a recorded fact. Right. He got the sheriff of the shire or whatever to go and get them and bring them to the castle. and That's a recorded fact. Huh. They are the first recorded. The Fays, the Blyes, um, of course, they've changed, they've changed their names too. Whites. Yeah. And there's a town in Scotland on the borders called Scott Yaldheim, and you can go there today and you will find Whites, you'll find Fays. The Queen of the Scottish Gypsies, um, her, she was a white, was alive right up until, oh, I think, the 70s. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Apparently, because they fought something to do with um, Bonnie Prince Charlie, I don't know uh, what side they took, but yeah. they were like mercenaries, these Scottish royal. And they were given, or not, I suppose given, given the right to live and settle in Scott Yachtheim. Hmm. A lot of people, you know, probably don't realise that. Yeah. But they're the earliest recorded, you know, supposedly Rom, that were in Scotland in the 13th century. I kind of think that there might have been Rom down in England too by then. Yeah, well, they certainly recorded it from the 14 and 1500s. I right? mean, so. common sense tells you that if you're crossing from Europe to England, 
It's yeah. southern England, you, the shortest journey. Yeah. Because you think about it. Unless you come, you're... Um, Unless you can't. Scan an event, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's an, now, see, that's another interesting thing. With the Scottish realm and trap tinkers, some, a lot of, like in my mother's family, there's, there's, there's some realm DNA, right? Which I, didn't, I wasn't sure about, that there was any at all, until I found that out. Now, her family, she's a beard. Her mother was a mason. Before that was Harris's White Stewart's. And beds. Mm-hmm. Now, I've, all, all the right names are there, right? In my DN, my mother's DNA that she gave me, I've got Sami. Yeah. From Finland and that. Yeah. Now, I know from doing some studying myself, I thought, how has this, this happened? In the late 1700s, some of the Scottish travelling people were forced out of Scotland, guess where they went? Yeah, they went across the water, didn't they? Finland. Yeah. In that part. Mm. They must... I think they must have and the married Sami. in with Sami and with Rom that were already there, Kaya. Yeah. And they returned to Scotland. It's a re- recorded fact. About, I don't know, 80, 90 years later, 100 years, they returned back into Scotland, some of those families. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to find more um, evidence of those that story, mm. but I believe it's true. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it, it's all some some folk up in Scotland talk about being Persians as far as being wrong, but uh, I think we can all pretty well agree we didn't come from Persia. No, although... Um, we would have been in Persia. Yeah, exactly. That would have been the first place sort of, that Rom went to when they got out of India. I mean, yeah. it makes sense. Into Pakistan, or what's Pakistan and now? Rom may have originally been Persian too, because yeah. a lot of people in northern India are descended from yeah, of course. those Aryans yes, from Persia. Yes, that's exactly right. There's a lot yeah. of movement around yeah. that, that. Oh, sort of course, space, yeah. yeah. So there's, 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 there'll be Persian DNA mm. in, in Rom right from the very beginning. Yeah. Oh, I've never thought Rom has been just in there, and I don't think we are. No. Well, certainly, I mean, the, the genetic evidence points to that being the base, right? But it, it, it there is a lot of intermixing and, and the you know, migration too. around there, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So yeah. Spe- talking about language, you, you know, you read a lot of places that there are no native Romani speakers from the UK left. Ah, oh. <laughs> right. And they say that what what there is left is the you know poverty It's basically yeah. Anglo Roman. Yeah. But your your father was a speaker. Yeah. Oh, he was he 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 was fluent. It yeah. was his first language. He never went to school, so um, uh, you know. I mean, uh, a lot of English stuff. He'd have to ask my mother what it meant. Yeah. Especially big, he was okay as he got older, but um, uh, yeah, he a, a lot of the people here when he first come here in nineteen forty seven thought he was speaking Welsh. <laughs> yeah. They didn't know, you know. Yeah. Um, and also he travelled all around the world because um, the family were forced off the stopping place at the beginning of the Second World War. The horses were taken for the war effort. Even in the Second World War, they couldn't travel. They were forced into the Arab quarters in Newport, the Docklands, 
Doctor Street hmm. um, called the Arab Quarters where all the Jews and coloured people got put. They couldn't travel to earn money. So my father, my grandfather had died from wounds from the First World War. Um, he, they got him into someone, another family who were very much into um, merchant marine was the Lees and the Scamps. And the Lee got him onto a ship and, and uh, he went on, he was in convoys in the North Atlantic, got torpedoed twice. Um, and, you know, I mean, when he come here, he, he realised what a, and met my mother and that was it, jump ship. And, mm. um, he always wanted to go home. You know, I was brought up with that. We're going to go back home and go on the road. Yeah. But he he knew knew in his heart that it was finished. You bring up a couple of interesting points that I want to sort of explore a little bit further. One comes from a lot of the the pushback that that we've had here, Mm -hmm. where people say things like... um, you know, well, if you don't like it, go back where you came from. Oh, we've both had that. Yeah, and we're obviously, you know, I'm a multi-generation New Zealander, I think fifth or sixth generation New Zealander. You're a born and bred Kiwi. Um, But also, one of the other things that has come out a lot in those little tirades that people have is that, well, you know, what have your people done for our country? And you served. Wow. And yeah. your grandfather was in the First War, well, as yes. were many yeah, Romani, France, mounted infantry yep, and all that kind yep. of stuff. And my father served in the Second World War in the Merchant Navy, got twice torpedoed in the North Atlantic. He was in a ship's boat for two weeks. So I, I think this is a really interesting, important learning for people who don't yeah. know much about Romani, is that oh, all the they families. served their countries. Yeah, all of the families. Smalls, Boswells, Lees... Scamps, uh, Stanleys, oh look, all of them have got photos of fathers or grandfathers in uniform, First World War and Second World War, and they even fought in the Crimean War for the UK and the other one in Africa, um, the Boer War. Yeah. And there's ROM serving now in the British Army and Navy and everything. And they were demanded in those early yes. wars, right? Because they were they were horse people. Yeah. Absolutely, and I'll tell you another thing about Rom. They were always chosen as scouts to go out into enemy territory. Yeah. There's some wonderful stories about them. Probably for two reasons, though, right? Because yeah. they were good at it and yeah. they were also expendable. Yeah, well, yeah, I never thought about that <laughs> yeah. part of it. Yeah. I'll tell you a quick little story, right, yeah. that says a lot about Romani people. This happened in the UK and sometime in the 1800s. It was passed down to me. This uh, estate owner, wealthy chap, young chap, loved trout fishing, and he finally got time to go trout fishing on his property. He'd never really explored the place properly. He'd only inherited it, you know, a few years before. Anyway, a lovely summer, and away he went, and uh, he went down the stream where there were trout, and it was a lot of forest around and that. And he'd set his tent up. He wanted to stay there for a few days on his own estate. Um, and anyway, he's fishing away, and um, you know, and he heard a, a, a scream, a, a cry, further down the stream. And he thought, "Oh, what's it?" So he went and looked, and he found a young boy, a Romany boy, with his leg broken. He'd fallen from a tree, mm. trying to get bird's eggs or something. And he asked the boy, "Where did he come from?" And the boy pointed off into the trees. 
and he couldn't couldn't speak English properly, or he didn't seem to want to. So this young lord, or whatever he was, duke, or whatever it was, got the boy on his back and the, and the, went in the direction the boy pointed. And um, suddenly he come into, he could smell wood smoke, and before he got there, he was surrounded by men, swarthy, dark men, were very angry. And they started yelling at him, what well, you have hurt our boy, you know. And he got into the clearing and there were tents and horses and donkeys and things, not far us. They're fairly modern too. And the boy said, spoken the language that he didn't understand to the older people and suddenly they were very good to him. Mm. And they took the boy and the lady, the old woman took the boy away to a tent and they were they were trying to give him gifts and everything. Anyway, he said, no, no, fine, I'm fine, you know, I'm just glad the boy's going to be all right. So he returned to his tent, which was, you know, might have been, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes walk away. When he got back to his tent, the whole front of the tent had been filled with stones like a wall built in the shape of the front of the tent. And he thought, like stones like you build a stone wall with. Yeah. It takes a bit of doing. Yeah. All beautifully done. And he thought, that's strange. What, what, what? So he pulled some of the stones away, and in the tent, lying on fresh leaves, was four beautiful trout. Ha. <laughs> cool story. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. And that, you think about it. It's, it's almost, it's almost like, and this is a problem to another problem. You hear about, oh, wow, gypsies are cool, man. It's all magic and witchcraft and all that. It's not actually a fact. Rama know more magic than anybody else, but they did know nature <laughs> really well. They had to. Yeah. And that story is more about um, knowing your your way about knowing how to do things very quickly with nature. So yeah. they were able to catch four trout by hand, not with a rod and like the Lord was doing, get them back to his tent, laid out lovely, fresh, just caught, still moving really, and build a stone yeah, yeah. monument to him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, to stop anyone else from, if they came along. They yeah. sort of barricaded it as a protection for yeah. him. yeah. Um, and and I yeah I often wonder about you know um, Shivani and Shivano stuff. That's which that means which. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of that was for I, I only know this from the sort of intellectual yeah. standpoint. Um, I read an interesting article where they were talking about tarot, and they were saying, well, that that's not a Romany thing. That was an Italian thing that they picked up. Because they they were demanded as fortune right. tellers and yes, things like course, that, yes, of course, yeah, yeah, and that was simply Absolutely. a device. Or late, yeah. But it was really it was just a way to make some course, some dough right while you were moving. I mean, it's uh, there is what they call the eye, yeah, and Rom supposed to have it, especially women. I I was taught, brought up that men don't do that stuff; only the woman does. Yeah. Read cards, read, you know, tell fortune. Yeah. D- dukkering. Um, 
the men don't do that. And it kind of, it doesn't feel right to me, like there's one chap in the UK um, who sells stuff online, witchcraft, Romany, and teaches non-Romany people about it, and they all get dressed up, and it's almost like Druidism, not anything to do with Romany. <laughs> and they're kind of going, and I feel that's, to me, it's a bit wrong. Well, it's kind of playing dress-up, isn't it? Yeah. Which is what... But for him to do that, because yeah. he's earning from it, he's quite well known, actually. Um, I guess if you're earning. Yeah, but he's also <laughs> putting out a false, yeah. you know, about about Rom and gypsies as such. And that's when you get, like, new ages come along, hippie people or whatever they want, you know, alternative lifestylers. Yeah. And they're always looking for something that they can use or become and of course gypsy's cool man yeah as long as it's not in one of the um horrible shacks and villages and and romania or <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah. yeah well that that's yeah. the thing right and that's one thing that i wanted to bring up with you is that you know a lot of people will say well doesn't gypsy just mean like a wanderer or a free-spirited traveler or whatever and you know we've obviously talked about just before that well, no, it's not. The root is Egyptian, and it was applied yep. specifically to Romani. Absolutely. And I, I don't think a lot of people realize that it was only very recently, we're talking about from the sort of the 60s onwards, mm. that people even started to apply that. And it was yeah. because those New Ages and counterculture people, That's right. they yep. saw something yep. that they liked in this fetish yep. idea, yep. and they started taking it up. They saw the romantics of it. Exactly. Not the reality. And yep. if now people look at the reality of... You know, for example, the best example is the Romani in Europe, yeah. who are still systemically persecuted. Oh, absolutely, yeah. People wouldn't choose that. No. And it's actually very... Um, but you notice they're choosing the, the cool gypsy image, the romantic image. That's okay. Yeah. You know? But we know that that's not true. That image is not true. It's It's got elements of some traditional things, but... Uh, like that fear that goes around the country here, the truckers' fear. Yeah. Um, that that they use elements of our culture to make a living, and you could you could tell them nicely till you're black and blue in the face, but they'll swear they're gypsies because they're living the lifestyle. And also because they they will not accept the ethnic the actual yeah. fact. Yeah. We're that Romani are an ethnicity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know. That's a hard one. But imagine if any other, if there was any other group, imagine if someone came out and said, no, Māori aren't an ethnicity. It's oh, a choice. Yeah, I know. You can imagine the uproar. Well, and know, quite rightly so. You know what be... the uproar's like? Remember that um, stuff article where some Maori chap posted to me saying I should, I should bugger off? And uh, he, he, missed, he misread my annuals. Um, I don't want to just talk about us, but it's interesting. Yeah. Um, he was being quite racist. Yeah. Um, and so were a lot of the others too. Yes, you're right. What they don't accept and they won't accept is that Romani people, gypsies, are an ethnic people. Yeah. doesn't matter how spread out and distant the only thing 
that we can't climb is a, 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 a country, a piece of dirt that's ours because it's too long ago since we left, our, our ancestors left India for whatever reason. And they might not have all come from India, like you say. They yeah. could have been come across from Persia um, into India. They might have been in India for a century or, or by way of India, a few yeah. hundred years. Um, but our, our, our whole belief system and, and the proofs there were in our language, DNA, blood types, all that stuff, our physique is mainly India. Yeah. Um, but we're not... We're, my sense tells me that Rom were a whole lot of different groups either at the very bottom of the, of the um, uh, you know, the Indian um, uh, caste system. Yeah who were itinerant people and did all the, the crap jobs, basically, which at, back in those days, India was a very powerful place centuries ago, mm. kings and, you know, all sorts of things. Um, so they might have been metal workers, horse dealers, musicians, and that, which were actually really lowly professions. Mm. Or otherwise, though, like Professor Ian Hancock saying that Rom come from a, a, a warrior tribe. In India, that's his. That's what he likes. I mean, I don't know. You know, all I know is Gorja, what we call non-Romani or Gaji. In actual fact, in the old Sanskrit, means soldier. All oh, right. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know hundred percent that that's fact, but I've I've come across it before. I've heard it before that the name Gorja means either soldier or non-soldier, mm -hmm. either one. Yeah. It'd have to have a lot of, he'd know a lot more about it than we would. Yeah. You know. But he, he's, he, he right now is, is pushing this um, in his own writings and that, that he feels that Rom are warrior class people, especially Kale for some reason. Huh. And our love for horses, you know, warriors yeah. on horseback and all this. That we weren't just uh, okay. We're a non-violent people. We don't. We've never um, uh, started a revolution. We've never. Uh, sure, we've fought in armies as citizens of the countries we, we're in, but we've never um, caused terrorism. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's it's. It, and I think that's probably, um, you know, part of our, our makeup. Yeah. You know, but if you're persecuted long enough, you would, if it's in our DNA, must be, yeah. that, that um, better to, to, to go than stay and put up with a whole lot of, you know, um, hatred. Yeah. Um, and we've learned how to go. Yeah. You know, Jalon, Jalon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is not a cowardly thing, but it's a survival thing. Yeah. Because we've never been in big enough groups or a big enough population in one place to have our own actual army to fight somebody else, if you think about it. No. So, yeah, it's, an, it's interesting, that question. So, nowadays, one of the... 
I guess it's one of the aspects of this the, the activism you've been involved in mm, mm. is to educate people about what it what gypsies actually are. Yes, yeah. and through that to sort of start to properly use the term gypsy and not have people appropriate it for profit. Yeah, and also to start making people aware of terms like gypped. Yeah, you know, yeah, which is exactly. one of the last was, lingering yeah, racist yes. sort of words that people oh, use. Oh, absolutely. Because that straight away says you're us, you and me, we're thieves. Yeah. By by by, by our blood. Yeah. You know that. Uh, no one else. If you did that, to, said that to any other ethnic or race, you, you'd be in trouble. I don't know if you saw it, but I did a little um, study on that a few years back. The, I read one of your pieces on it. Yeah, it's the temporal use of three common terms, yeah, right? Yeah. One was gypped. Yeah. The other one was Jude, which yeah, when so we were yeah, younger was very right. common. Yes, yeah. And the other one was, you know, something we don't even want to say nowadays, which is niggered. Yes. And um, obviously gypped was, was always the most popular or most commonly used term. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. it's, it's still used consistently, yeah. whereas yeah. the others have fallen away. Yeah. And it's interesting. I think the reason for that is simply that people don't, they, they just don't know. Don't know. They don't know. And if they do know, they say that they're joking. Yeah. Like, I used to perform in the folk music scene as a singer-songwriter here in New Zealand, and I performed in Britain and that. Um, quite often, uh, if I'd done a guest spot, I'd be invited back to one of the folk club committee's houses and they'd have a bit of a party, you know. Yeah. And I can remember a number of times, one time in particular, as I came in the door with my wife and I got my guitar and my case and a lot of people were already there, um, one guy yelled out, oh, you better hide all your silver little jippos here. Yeah. And they all laughed. Ah. Yeah. And I could have taken, gone two ways about that. I could have walked out, turned around and walked out. I chose not to, because I thought, okay, I know that he's joking. He's from the UK and he yeah. knows a little bit. He's kind of joking, <clears throat> but at the same time, um, if I had a walked in and said, oh, no, there's too many palms here, I'm going. Yeah. You with me? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's kind of like that. There's a, there's a line mm. where it's joke, bit of fun, yeah. And then it's a very um, grey line, really. Yeah. And you step over that and it's racist and it's abuse. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. It's, there's no doubt that it's racist. I think one of the, the things that I find for myself anyway is that I can, I can live with it because I live in a very privileged place and position in society and it stuff like that. Hurt, it still must hurt. Uh, still must affect you. Well... It, it does, it does, it does, but the thing that I think about is twofold, really. It's that, you know, our forebears had to change so much because oh, it wasn't okay. Yeah, they had to change hide. the, hide the language, yeah. change their names, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, intermarry to, to widen yep. yourself up, all yep. that kind of stuff. And the second part is that the, the stigma that's attached to being a gypsy may not affect me that much, but it affects other people a heck of a lot more. Oh, absolutely. Particularly yeah. all those people in Europe who are yeah. really suffering. Yes, in Europe mainly. I mean, to some degree in the UK and a little bit in um, America uh, and Australia even. And 
just a tad, yeah. I mean, um, it's more the micro sort of aggressions yeah. that are here. When right? I was little, when I first went to school, we had a young teacher come out from England. I can still remember her name. Um, and within about the first week of her taking our class, she started kind of picking on me, and I didn't. I was too young to sort of even begin to understand. Well, I was I, I was way behind the others in reading and writing, and I, I certainly wasn't dumb. But if you think about it, my father couldn't read and write. It wasn't bred into us to go. I, I hated school. It's like being in prison. Yeah. I wanted to be outside playing, you know, bird nesting and all sorts of, you know, I, mean? I thought it was prison. Um, and that might have shown, but this teacher picked on me quite a lot. She knew that I wasn't reading and writing properly. So one day she asked me to go and write something on the board in front of everybody, and I couldn't. I couldn't remember how the word went. So I stood there and stood there and I, the tears started trickling down and all the other kids were laughing and calling me stupid. And as I walked back, she said, get back to your desk. So I walked back towards the back of the class and as I went past her, she said, oh, you silly jibber. Yeah. And I didn't actually know what, and she did say that. Uh, you know, I heard it quite clearly. She didn't say it loudly. I don't think other kids even took any notice. And she was really quite, never smiled at me, nothing. Strapped me a few times, made me stand in the corner a lot. Um, I knew what Gypsy was. I knew, well, I knew Gypsy was like us, you know, but I didn't use it or anything. I didn't go around somewhere family of Gypsies. Um, so when I got home that night, I was sitting there and, and I said to me, Dad, oh, my teacher, called me a jippo today. Well, he was up out of his chair <laughs> Who said that? And he came down to the school with me the next morning and demanded to see the headmaster and this teacher and it never happened again. Mm. Now, she'd recently come from England. Um, she obviously knew my surname and put to, knew that a little bit about it all right back there. Yeah. Uh, where most of my relations are, she might have had an incident with with Rob. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um and and had a dislike. Yeah. And she could see in me what I was. Um and I, I've never forgotten that. But you know, lots of things. Like I give it when I was performing in the folk music scene I was I had a um gig at the Auckland Folk Festival, New Zealand's biggest folk festival. Um it's always held in January. Anyway, I just got off the stage and I'd just begun, started singing a few original songs, ROM songs, with a bit, of, you know, English and ROM words and that. And I got up and went back to where my wife was and put my guitar and that away. And the place, a lot of people there, a few thousand. And a woman came up to me and said, Oh, Bob, Bob, oh, that was really lovely. I'm over here for the summer from the, you know, from home in the UK. She says, you know, Bob, we've got our own gypsies. Our own Romani gypsies. So, but what do you mean, own Roman? She said, well, every year they used to come down our lane and we'd let them stop there. And they were really good. They never made a mess. We used to give them all our own old clothes and everything and they'd go away really happy and then come back next year. And they never misbehaved or anything. And I said to her, oh, did you put leads on them? <laughs> she said, 
Well, what do you mean, put leads on? I said, it sounds like you're talking about pets. Yeah. Oh, don't be so stupid. What do you mean? And I said, we're, we're, pe- we're an ethnic people, we're a race of people. They could have been my aunties and uncles or cousins or something. How and would you like to be talked about like that? And the presumption is that because they, they, they were, were going to be... Yeah, they weren't going to be good if they weren't given something. Yeah, or that just the, yeah. the, the yeah. proxy is that, you know, until yeah. proven otherwise, they're yeah. going to be bad. That's kind of exactly thing. right. And that I saw red, and I didn't, I wasn't too horrible to, I thought I'd try to, you know, by saying, well, you know, did you put a lead on them? And she, when she asked why, I said, what well, sounds like talking about pets, like a, a dog on a lead. Yeah. Not about people. That's, um, I, I was working with a guy, he was from Europe, um, he was Romanian by way of Italy. Yeah, yeah. And he still was talking about all the problems they have back home with the, the, the gypsy problem. Oh, of course. And, you know, going on about how bad they are and, you know, they're always just stealing and raping and killing and all this kind of stuff. And I said, oh, you know, um, oh my, through my grandmother, I'm part Romani. <laughs> and he, um, he said a funny thing, and it was, it was one of the things that it gave me a brief insight into what a lot of other people would experience all the time. And I just yeah. got a brief yeah. moment of it. Not, not. He said, oh, yeah, but you're okay. You're one of the good ones. Yeah. Yeah. And there's yeah. that. There's the problem, yes. right? Yes. The problem is that yeah. they're bad. Yeah. But there's the odd one who's okay. Yeah. Why are you okay? Because you yeah. pass. Yep. As yeah. you know, you pass as white. You pass yeah. as uh, you yeah. know an assimilated person. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you behave. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? Thanks for listening to the Carb Appropriate Podcast. To support the podcast and receive member-only benefits along with free articles, go to cliffharvey.com. Subscribe to the podcast on all popular podcast channels and to our YouTube channel at holisticperformance.tv.